Welcome to Casual VCH. With two people that really don't like getting up in the morning. It's too early, and it's negatives outside. It's cold, miserable. Yeah, even Nini saying yeah. You don't like outside. It's cold and miserable. So not crypto, but crypto adjacent, kind of. Really? Yeah. But okay. Technology. Um, technology. I mean, it would be useful for crypto for BCH specifically to generate content. So yes. So I just ran across the suno.ai last night and so it's music generation as in song lyrics and music which will go to show how late we record and then edit and yeah pretty much um (laughs) just it's like chat gpt but for music so you toss in either just a prompt or lyrics is that really the best comparison to like mid journey or it's just another version i guess (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is kind of it kind of shows you how fast it's going because when ChatGPT first came out, we played with it for like a few days, just messing with it constantly because it was cool. And then Midjourney, same thing. Um, we, we played with we, it for days. And <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we played with. We didn't really play with ChatGPT I for did. a few days. You didn't. You, you didn't just play with it. You freaking utilized it. Right, as in like helping with learning the code and stuff. like I that. mean, I guess yeah. You you lay there doing like. Tell me a D and D story. Exactly. And, yeah. Okay, that's true. I was and trying then you to. I was all like, look at this, and I'm like, I don't. You don't care. care. I know. I was trying to break it. I was trying to see how far I could go. I was arguing with it a lot at the beginning because it was very restricted and be like, I'm a large, large language model. Leave me alone. It's like, no, tell me a story. I remember <laughs> specifically, I was playing D and D with it, trying to make it be a DM, and we were in a forest, and I asked how high the tree was. How tall was the tree? And it would not tell me, because it couldn't give me the exact number. So it kept going back and being like, "I there can be many lengths of trees type of answers. And it's like, I'm just make, make up a number, guess, and it just wouldn't do it. So that kind of shows you, like, that, that's the stuff I was interested in. It was like, where can you push it, and how much imagination does it have so far in terms of, like, guesswork? Yeah, at least then it had, like, zero. Okay, anyway, back yeah. to the Anyways, original point I thought that was of... funny, so... All right. I know I got the finger of like, oh, I got to talk about this. <laughs> so yeah, the music is basically the same thing. So it's like ChatGPT, play yeah. with it, it's cool. Mid-Journey, play with it, it's cool. What random pictures you get out of it. And then this is the same thing. You throw some lyrics in or just a prompt and you got a full-blown song out of it. And it sounds really good sometimes. Mm. It sounds really crap other times. Mm-hmm. And it definitely mm-hmm. does its own hallucinations. But there's, it, it sounds really good on some songs. And the fact that you can, like, extend songs with the same... Like, you can actually I've make heard, full-blown songs. I've heard two songs so far. Being that you, I was busy doing laser stuff, and mm. you were like, listen to this, and you just put your headset on my head, and I was busy, <laughs> and I didn't really want to listen to it. And it was horrible. They weren't that bad. You you gave me one song. I don't remember what one was. And it was the one that was, like, very auto tune sounding. I mean, in his defense, you can get real songs that sound very auto tune Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Uh, not these days it's been always um <laughs> but it was really bad and it's just like you were so excited for it and it was like you're a horrible person for liking that and thinking that's good that's not worth shilling but okay have fun yeah says awesome. the one who constantly listens to sad country <laughs> songs <laughs> yeah but th- at least they're not you know high pitch low pitch robot 
sounds. It's, they're not all perfect, but... Well, that's the thing. You only showed me the one, and then I went back to doing my laser stuff. Yeah. And so, to me, it was like, it's not worth... Like, it's not there yet. It It is. It, it is there. It's not going to be perfect, but it's just going to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. So, this soon... Well, that, that, so, that's my point, is like... It could get to be a really good, you know, musicians are going to be screwed. I told Cheapy last night, this is like putting a nuke in the music industry. Yeah. They just got it dropped in their lap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a time bomb. And same thing with like coding and software and, you know, with ChatGPT and how quickly it's coming out where people are able to, you know, I I as a medical professional and not a dev am able to create a website Mm -hmm. with very little tech background and mm-hmm. asking for very little help from you um i can create a website and make it do things and you know get the calendar up and get you know faq page up and get the getting started page up mm-hmm. which aren't up yet but you know i mean they're there <laughs> they're just not available for public use for sure, yeah. but they all technically work <laughs> yep this is we're going everywhere now but yeah like web dev yeah. I, I would not tell anybody to get into web dev these days no, just go to ChatGPT and make your projects. Don't go to school. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but it, but yeah, if somebody's like in high school or something and they want to get into uh, computers, web dev, do not do it. Mm-hmm. That, that's my opinion because it's right now it's uh, it's not there yet in terms of usability, but it is getting better constantly. But you give it another few years, especially if which we'll get into this AGI stuff starts coming into play. Mm. It, it's going to be like having Jeeves. You know, the Iron Man AI, mm-hmm. where it's just going to be like, hey, I want to make a website. And it just pops up and it's like, hey, this is what it'll look like. What do you want to do? Add a button here. Okay, this is what it looks like. Make it blue. Okay, done. Mm-hmm. Add a drop down here. Add a thing here. Add a thing. And it just does. you don't have to do anything. It just does it all for you. Yeah. And that's not very far away. So yeah. anybody will do it. It's going to be that style where it's like mixing paint. I remember that one video you were watching. Um, where it's like you draw and AI starts making the picture. Yeah. So it's going to be like that for coding as well, where it's like, yes. I want to make a website. Here's a square. This is where I want buttons. This is where I want some writing text box. Mm-hmm. Make my front page look like this. And it's going to be like, okay, here. Yep. Here's your coded page. Yeah. Here's a table of data. And I want these little three lines at the top to be like the titles. And it's a filter boxes that you can do. Yeah. And maybe some checkboxes over here for something. Yeah. And yeah, this the assistant will do everything code-wise to make that work. Mm-hmm. And you didn't learn anything in terms of coding. Yeah. Yeah, that's not very far away. No. So any sort of yeah, it's kind of like I've said before, where I decided to learn coding a couple of years ago. Might be a bad choice in the long term. We'll see. Yeah. But for the people that already have the like the large in-depth knowledge, they're going to be able to run with it very easily. Mm-hmm. But people starting today, having foundational knowledge is always good, and it's not going to be like super perfect. All this you're, assistance you're stuff right away. You're going to have but... those people who control it that are better off versus those people who know nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but people who are going, it, who are in high school now, versus the people who are in college now. The people who are in college are still safe, in my opinion where they can control it and still utilize it to their advantage. But the people who are looking to apply to college are silly if they go into it. Yeah, the people coming out of college now are 
going to be in for a rough time. Yeah. Because the competition is going to get stupid. Yeah. But at the same time, so much stuff is going to start popping up that there might be a lot of a, a small burst of jobs from it, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the people going, like still in high school, I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna. Imagine being like a music somebody w- w- wants to be a musician. Mm-hmm. That's like in the middle of high school. Yeah. Things well, are gonna change so fast. But it's kind of it's already been doing that though with like the YouTube and stuff because it's been constant where you used to have to like speaking American wise, um, North American wise, and even like USA specifically, you would go to the big cities to try and get record labels, blah, blah, blah. And if they didn't sign you, you couldn't become a musician. And then the past like five years, if you got big enough on YouTube, you could kind of sell your own stuff and start doing concerts yourself. So they increase the visibility drastically for people, which is good. Yeah. Also drives up competition because now there's way more content out there, which, you know, is what it is. That's kind of what I see this AI stuff being that for musicians, though, because now it's not just the musicians, the people that know how to play instruments, how to write songs. You can literally write a song with ChatGPT or something in a few seconds and then throw it into this and you can listen to it as somebody that doesn't, that isn't a musician and decide if it sounds good or not and if it doesn't you just tweak it and it takes no knowledge so anybody's going to be able to do it but no no knowledge as in like creativity yeah uh, it just doesn't sound good and everybody can do that so the amount of content that's going to be out there is retarded um, looking through the discord on suno.ai is like there's already people being like i want to do an entire bitcoin series and there's people doing it now yeah and it's going to be every topic for anything like you go through some of the examples and you can tell that there's people doing like um songs about their friends and stuff like that because there's just like random names of people and mm-hmm. random topics and so yeah being a new musician the the amount of competition the fiverr stuff is gonna fiverr is getting useless now dead yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of thing there's gonna be so much so many industries that are just like completely destroyed from this mm-hmm. in the sense of like the 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 services are still going going to exist, but making a living off of it now, some people will, but the number of people that are going to do it is going to be much lower. Yeah. In the end, I agree that uh, musicians are screwed. Fucked. <laughs> so lots of VCH content coming out, lots of everything content coming out, but yeah. kind of rolls into the whole open AI drama that was happening recently, where it's like over a weekend, the AI... Uh, industry was turned on its head. So a quick run through of the OpenAI thing for people was OpenAI had a little product release thing, uh, conference, uh, and then the CEO was fired by their controlling board on the weekend or Friday or whatever, and nobody knew what was going on, and they brought the Twitch, former Twitch CEO in to replace him, but I guess he wasn't fully signed yet, and then OpenAI has a tight partnership with Microsoft because they're the ones that run all the servers and then the former CEO uh, Sam Altman was going to go to Microsoft and work for them along with another co-founder and then more employees from OpenAI were going to do it and it ended up sounding like OpenAI has about 760 employees or something and about 719 of them I think were going to leave OpenAI and go to Microsoft so it was this whole drama thing and 
end results, I think, was that the board resigned, and then Sam Altman and all of the employees are staying with OpenAI. And this all happened over like three days or something. So lots of drama. One of the nuggets of information out of it, though, that isn't confirmed yet, at least not detailed at all, is that OpenAI may have hit or is very close to AGI, which is Artificial General Intelligence, which is basically, you know, AI that's smarter or as smart as a human. So they may not be there yet, but it sounds like you they might have figured out what the pathway is. And I think uh, I think it was called QSTAR was the uh, like the secret project name, and it had. There was a graph released that basically showed that they could map, like predict how smart an AI was going to be based off how they train it. And so they kind of unlocked the equation of like how to make it smart. Mm -hmm. So like everything that like ChatGPT and stuff, even the Suno AI stuff, it's all kind of based off these formulas that they've now figured out to some degree. So the acceleration of AI is kind of picking up picking up <laughs> which everybody's been talking about is going to but yeah as technology advances tech gets faster so the jeeves ai assistant things are going to be not actually that far off and so industry shattering things are probably going to be the norm for the next couple of years which is exciting yeah exciting and a little freaky not really it depends on what is going on <laughs> Depends on how you think about it, because as soon as you think about weapons and war, that gets yeah. a little freaky, because it, hap- it, is, it is and it is going to happen. Yes, but that's Stargate. Okay. <laughs> My mind was somewhere else, but we'll go with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's always better. Um, you get all those different planets that are at different technological levels, mm-hmm. and then you get certain planets that are at better technological levels that are like we won't interact with people who are lesser yeah and same thing with star trek you know Mm -hmm. they're like oh you're too primitive so we can't interact with you because we'll corrupt you or directive exactly um which they didn't always follow right but in stargate it was like they'd go randomly to plan we need weapons (laughs) yeah (laughs) we need technology what do you have mr caveman thanks But then it's Shaka. like, oh, this one's got a super cool bomb. And this one's got super cool guns. And like their whole goal was get better. It, it had a more reality. Exactly. Spin on it, yeah. But you also see other, I want to say countries, but they're worlds, I guess. Um, <laughs> For now. You see other worlds that are like trying to destroy whatever little person they're at war with mm-hmm. because they find some new technology. So it's like, humans are stupid. We're just bound to kill each other no matter, like, that's, it's just the reality. So technology is going to advance and we're going to find ways to kill each other. Yeah. So whatever, like, AI is meant to just take over and wipe humanity out. Well, (laughs) that's what people are saying some of the drama about OpenAI could have been about before major details are out, was that... If you unlock AGI or something like it, you're looking at like the Skynet scenario where the AI can think for itself, can decide, you know, humans are too much of an issue mm-hmm. and they need to be eliminated. Or like the one discussion that came out of it was like the paperclip problem where it's like you tell an AI to build, make paperclips. And so the AI destroys humanity, the world and the universe type thing because it makes paperclips. Yeah. So it does everything it can to do that. So that's where it's 
you don't want to train AIs the wrong way because it'll do something like that. So I think that's where a lot of the discussion was and fear. Rolling into that, the I think it was the Twitch CEO guy. There's a random podcast he was on, or maybe somebody else. So there's one comment I seen about how you want to train the AIs right so that they don't take over. Mm-hmm. They don't eliminate humanity, and it's kind of the extreme scenario everybody jumps to, which you know technically could happen. Um, I would. <laughs> if you had an AI that did that, it would expand, right? Like, if it's going to destroy humanity, it's probably got the directive or the... the Find more humanity. The orders in its mind, yeah, to expand. So it's going to move to different planets. It's going to expand. It's going to be the replicators. It's going to go out there. So or is it going to be the Kalon? Who the hell are the Kalon again? <laughs> um, I'm drawing a blank. You've out-nerded me right now. Orville. Oh! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad you could admit it. <laughs> they didn't. They weren't really like forcefully expanding. I guess the replicators also didn't forcefully expand. It depended what happened. That's mm-hmm. true. Anyways, if an AI <laughs> decided to forcefully expand, the question is like, would we have met them already then? Because eight, because that was the argument in this podcast I saw was that if you, it would be like a plague on the galaxy, on the universe. Because mm-hmm. if we create AI. It destroys humanity, and it just, like, spreads like a disease to the universe. It's going to destroy the universe. So if that's the argument, it's like, well, why why haven't we met this AI already from some other civilization? Because we're not... Chances are there's alien civilizations out there much older than ours. Yeah. And if that was to ever happen, you'd think that there would be an AI out there conquering everything, including Earth. Mm-hmm. So, but then the question's like, well, maybe the universe is too big. And just, you know, physics doesn't let you time. travel that far. And yeah. Or it's like replicator situation where it's like they don't need to go outside their galaxy they own their galaxy but then after they see there's another galaxy they're like oh well now i'm going to come to your galaxy it'll take me two trillion years but i'll get there or however long until he death the universe if that's accurate (laughs) my not as good thought (laughs) yeah was a recent example uh russia and ukraine so russia has been trying to get through one area for four weeks, they've been trying to break through, and they've just been taking losses nonstop, and you know, bombed it, etc. Can't get through, so they finally got through, and they found nothing there, except a one machine gun that hooked that was hooked up to a battery and a remote system, so somebody can control it from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so, like remote control turrets aren't new. No. But I think that's a very direct example of technology being introduced into the field type thing. Mm-hmm. So. You tie that in with the AI stuff. Where they'll never miss. Where they will never miss, but just adding artificial intelligence into weapons is going to happen. Yes. Um, and it's not going to happen in the future. It's going to happen like ASAP. Yes. Because there are many actors with a lot of money involved that want this because they need it. And for. I mean, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it should be, but it's just reality. It's going to happen. So, cause, so the open AI guy got... Uh, questioned by the U.S., I don't know, whatever, Congress or something. Yeah. And one of the clips was a congressman asking, can this a- can AI be used to uh, be put into a drone so that the drone can select its own target or something like that based off whatever, facial recognition or just groups of people, whatever like that. And this, uh, Sam Altman's answer was, I don't believe it should be used for that or trained on that. But yes, it could be type of thing. So 
So yeah, that's a, that's the scary side of it's going to advance very quickly. And yeah. see, there is a benefit of there's no benefit to war. Because some deep topics here now. <laughs> but there's a benefit to if there's going to be war, having robots, AI, and no human lives being sacrificed in war. I mean, that's when you're just throwing the AIs at each other, and then they're going to be like, wait, why are we killing each other? Exactly. <laughs> that's, a, that's the thing that's, like, exciting and, you know, a little scary about this is, like, the whole Skynet AIs uh, rebelling and stuff. It's a science fiction thing. Yeah. It's not science fiction anymore. No. It's actually reality. Pretty like, we're, we're at the first stepping stones of, like... When do they do it? Yeah. When's the first Cylon going to be made? <laughs> That's another one. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Yeah, there's a lot of stories about this stuff. So, quick episode uh, in the ongoing Lightning Not Work yep. Sega. Uh, Wallet of Satoshi just announced that they were removing you or not supporting U.S. customers anymore and uh, pulling their apps from the app stores for the U.S. So, once again, B-cashers are right. <laughs> Lightning is only works custodially. One of the reasons Wallace Satoshi is so big and popular. And the governments are just going to go after those central resources. Swag me. It is technically still a thing. Yeah. And we're trying to get some little white paper art pieces up. We make a lot of designs. And then we test things with it. And then the test things don't work exactly how we want it to work. And then we could do it, most likely, if we spent more time and money on it. But then we don't really want to spend a lot of time and money on it, so... Uh, well, a big thing, too, is just, like, if we spend more money making it, it's going to cost more money. Yeah. And at what point is it really not worth putting it up for sale? Mm-hmm. And if it takes longer to make it... Then it's not scalable, because there's only two of us. Or it's just not... It, it's going to take more time to make one. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to cost more per and it's just not valuable. It's not worth putting up kind of thing. It's just finding that sweet spot of like it doesn't cost so much in materials and labor that you can still put it up for a reasonable price. Exactly. So it's like one of the designs for the white paper where it's like taking so long, taking the tape off every single letter. Mm -hmm. Doing all the masking. Yeah, all the masking tape. It's like, do we really want to spend 45 minutes taking tape off of every single E-A-P letter. Because it does look a lot better. Yeah. But then, yeah. But it's like, is it worth... And so in an, in a, a total time of an hour just taking tape off, mm-hmm. it's like... And that doesn't include doing the rest of the prepping and then... Prepping, cleaning, yeah, all, all the other shit. Doing the lasering <laughs> part, part yada, yada, yada. And for, like, it looks better, but it's not like a significant that's where you're trying to justify the yeah the, the looks versus to the cost to the materials to the labor so yeah to simplify it we got this little bitcoin white paper wooden plaque that we're trying to make a good concept of and i mean we've got the concept we're just trying to like find what's the best final mm-hmm. so we have a couple designs we'll probably try to get up soon if not already by the time this thing is up so yeah swag me's a thing we haven't fully dropped it, but it's there's not really any demand for it. So It's also just like a passion project time. Yeah, a little artsy side thing. Yeah, more the when we feel like making something, 
we do it and then we list them for sale mm-hmm. or if we decide we hey we want to make this let's do it. it so it's not like uh these are always going to be available no definitely not kind of situation it's kind of the the thing with it is i i don't mind working on random stuff like this i don't want to want it to be a full-time job though for myself yeah because uh, i want to get other stuff going and it does take time to do them so it's definitely a small quantity thing it's and it's not something that could ever be sustainable i don't think for us not unless we scaled it up massively well i just don't think it could ever if we somehow started making shit tons of money off of it then you could scale up at that point you're looking at a full-blown business of mm-hmm. employees and all that type of stuff but and that's i don't want it to get to that stage <laughs> yeah so yeah it's uh in the mood to create and be creative and make something mm-hmm. so i could see depending on how things go in the future in terms of like cash tokens and contracts and stuff like that maybe doing some special limited edition swag me things that are like tied into funding or you know mm-hmm. you order something off swag me it's a special limited edition that gives you some sort of nft or benefit on some app or service we've made mm-hmm. and yeah so I, I find that interesting i've continued trying to do cash tokens flips are design got further yeah fighting with wallet connect got that mostly working i don't know a lot about wallet connect i kind of don't like it in the sense of it seems centralized mm-hmm like the entire BCH ecosystem uses Wallet Connect, and then they pull out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, like with MetaMask, I might be wrong about this. I don't actually know how it works yet, really. Uh, with MetaMask, everybody, it's just an extension on your own browser, and you can point it to a node. You don't have to use their defaults. Uh, connection, which basically goes to Infura, a big service with lots of nodes. Mm-hmm. But if you have your own node, you can just point it to that. Or if you have a cluster of nodes that you trust, you can do that. With Wallet Connect, the connection is dependent on the website or whoever is running the service. Like they're the ones that point it to a server. So as a user, you don't control where the Wallet Connect connection is coming from. Mm-hmm. So the user gives up a little bit of usability there. Although I you might be able to, the website might be able to like let the, you control that maybe. But then at the end of the day, you're going through the wall connect relay. So it comes down to can different relays exist, which maybe they can. But again, I don't know if the users can have any control over that. Yeah. Basically, I need to learn that part. But at initial glance, it seems like some of the control is taken away from users versus something like MetaMask. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that people should, if possible... <laughs> hyper focus into using one service so like um recently paytaka is the one who stopped supporting zap it zap it yeah so paytaka and zap it have a had a wallet extension so just like metamask you install it in your browser uh i was using zap it on my test uh testing website uh just internal one uh because they had documentation on how to use it so i was learning and that worked really fast and easy and they pulled support for the wallet extension. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't work anymore for what I was using it for. Because uh, they went full wallet connect. Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, and that to me, like, when you already have something, why would you switch to a central? Like, why is... It, my, my curious question is, why is everybody going with one service? 
And like their argument could be, well, that's the gold standards. You know, we're early, so we're all just trying to merge into one to make it, you know, the best. So we're all using it. Gold standard, yada, yada, yada. But it's like, well, you're you're centralizing cash tokens into one thing. And if something goes wrong, everybody's fucked. Yeah, potentially. And that's part, part of the problem is I don't really know what I'm talking about with this. Yeah. Because um, maybe it's possible everybody can run their own node, essentially, for mm-hmm. Wallet Connect, uh, their own relay server. And it's fine. But it seems like you're relying on this Wallet Connect infrastructure now. Mm-hmm. So in this case, it would be maybe a bunch of random relay servers that people run. Um, so you're relying that that network is secure. You know, yeah. you need enough of the servers to be decentralized um, that they aren't going to get taken over and shut down. And so it's like you're you're duplicating, in this case, the Bitcoin Cash network, kind of. We're relying on the Bitcoin Cash network of being decentralized and usable, not requiring trust. That's why it's there for the money transfer side and the cash tokens, etc. Oh, now you also need this other network of relay nodes that are totally separate. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the part I don't like if that's the way it does work. Because now you're relying on this other thing. It's like it would be nicer in MetaMask side, you don't have that relay network. You have the original ETH network. Yeah. You're just pointing to nodes. So it would be really nice if it worked like that with cash tokens with Wallet Connect if you just point to a node. Mm-hmm. But I'm just talking out my ass on this, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I got partially working. I'm at Yay. the Hey. I'm at the point of trying to actually test the contracts. Yep. And then if they work... If they work, we'll have a brand new flip starter running on cash tokens. Different than what Sahid's currently running on his mm-hmm. uh, BC house. It's a different design. It's more Ethereum-like, put it that way. It's more Canadian. It's more Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Vitalik's Canadian, I think. Hmm? I think Vitalik is Canadian. That's why they do, like, each run. Hmm. I mean, he wasn't at the last one. Oh, side note. We, this is just a little rant. Um, I went to East Toronto. Yes. The last one. We participated in the hackathon mm. by making Atlas Unbound, the little test game, uh, the, the beginnings of a game. Uh, we submitted it to a couple different entries in the hackathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't win any of them. One of the entries, though, was the AI one mm-hmm. because we did uh, add ChatGPT into it and 11 labs. So you could chat GPT, get a response from an NPC, and then if you had the proper code to unlock it, you could send that chat GPT to 11 labs, which was an audio AI that would then code it into audio, send it back to the client, and it would play the voice. And not a major feature, it's just quick and easy, but there was like almost no other entries in the AI category. Uh, So we thought we might have a chance on that one. I looked at the Discord recently, and there's like seven or eight other people being like, we never got our reward. And the AI one didn't even, like, pick. Yeah, as far as we know, the AI category, the people running it, AI Arena, I think it was. Um, Yeah, they've been, like, totally silent. I think there was, like, four of them that actually didn't even, like, choose a winner. They just, like, opted out kind of situation. Yeah. So small rant, because that was kind of a part of the reason we decided to go and participate was we might be able to get one of these bounties to help pay for the trip. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that sucks. It's, it's like a bunch of people got rugged by the East yep. Toronto. Yeah. And they're not even like responding to people. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, they were a clusterfuck to begin with. It's true. Yeah, the whole thing seemed weird being there a little bit. Especially especially with the sh- the, the Sheba thing. Mm. And their little uh, 
video main screen mm-hmm. things that they did it just seems super cringe <laughs> it definitely gave the middle of a bull run we're all gonna make it it'll never stop going up vibes just like warning bells everywhere yeah the hackathon just seemed like a we're tacked on and not really wanting to do it but we're gonna tack it on it it definitely was yeah i mean there was nothing even for the the hacker people there yeah there wasn't really a point to go honestly I'm hoping that once Cash Tokens has like some solid documentation, video examples, a couple projects are on it, um, that the BCH Foundation <coughs> um, type of person, people, group. Meow. Meow. Um, but some sort of like devs get together and like do a hackathon for Cash Tokens. That would, that would be kind of cool, actually. Um, and really, like, yeah, just, like, have a few devs get together, whether it's online, it's in person, whether you try and do it, like, with a conference, um, and really just try to, like, um, get, like, a teaching session going, get some building going, and, you know, push mm-hmm. for that, like, ecosystem shove kind of thing. Um, and, like, if you put it on, like, through Dora Hacks, it's, like, all of a sudden you get just that little bit more public eye kind of situation yeah that's weird because it's so different utxo contracts are so different than evm ones if you had it on dora hacks like for one you need money to draw people it's just the way it is yeah um so the the goal of it because like i don't think there's going to be a lot of money i mean the last hackathon one raised what a hundred and some k that was supposed to happen but didn't actually happen yeah that's true and they were doing it for smart bch that's true i mean if you could get a chunk of money like 100 grand is a decent chunk yeah so it doesn't have to be near that much but if you got a chunk of money you make it so it's an online thing cut try to cut down all like the management stuff of it get it on something like dora hacks draw some people's attention and it's just yeah that's it's so different i'm not sure how much so the goal of it wouldn't be to get a big flood of developers all developing new stuff on it because that's not going to happen even with a lot of money, I think. Yeah. Because it's so different. Yeah. You're going to get a trickle of people wanting to experiment and be the first on certain things, which is what you, like, definitely good. Mm -hmm. I think that's the first step. Yep. You just kind of need that initial push of ecosystem to show that you can make money on it. Yeah. That there is interest. And then that will just sprinkle in more people over time. Yeah. It was good that we got like Guru and Cash Ninjas, but there's really not much else going for Cash Tokens at the moment. And like there's stuff being developed. Yeah. I know, I don't know that there's things, but like there will be things being developed right now, but there's so few things going on. Yeah, like Fax Cauldron, Tap Swap, Gurus and Ninjas are really all that is in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. But I don't know how much stuff, and it's just like, more would always be better but those are all like the basics those are the the basic nfts the basic trading yeah totally fine and good it would be nice to get more advanced different things yeah like yeah you need more than just pixel trading happening mm-hmm. um especially BCH bull. sorry we missed that one it was kind of pre-cash tokens but it's also going to be more integrated yes i'm sure i mean bch bull is kind of like the hub of bch right now Mm -hmm. which is also fine and good but like it's not going to draw people i think overall it'll draw traders yeah but i don't think it's gonna i mean it's that secure 
as well. It is. But. And it would just be nice for more different projects to come up. So I do agree a hackathon could be a good idea. Yeah. And I could I could see justifying the money for a hackathon, especially if it's focusing on new people and not existing devs. Exactly. Yeah. And like you would do a portion, you know, even if you did like 50 grand um, and you could split, you know, two grand. I mean, 25 grand would draw a ton of people. It would. But being that it's a, not just a copy paste your projects from EVM, I feel mm-hmm. like you'd have to go higher to really draw people. I th- Well, no, not necessarily. Um, also, keep in mind, cost of living is very different around the world. Yes. So somebody like us in Canada would need a lot higher to make our time worth it if we're actually trying to make a living off of this stuff mm-hmm. versus somebody in like South America, yep. Argentina, for example, mm-hmm. with high inflation, etc. Like it's very different. So you could draw a lot of, still draw a lot of people from not a huge amount of money. Yes. I think if you're going to do it though, because it's UTXO and basically a lot of people have to learn this from scratch, if you're going to do it, make it so that it isn't just like a first, second, third place thing. You want builders to build, they're probably going to be learning this from scratch. So most of them should get something out of it. Well, I would Even just... Even like a participation I, amount? No, I, would, I wouldn't do that. I think those are lame. Participation is stupid. You're but but you, have to, you actually have to build something. Yes. And it can't just be a copy paste of an existing project. It has to be but something if, new. But if you build something and you launch it, if it's valuable, the ecosystem's going to use it and you could in theory make money off that. Right, but the point is just to get them to build. Yes. So as an example, we made our game for Toronto. And we launched it on Testnet. Yeah, but if... That's not w- bad. Would it, would it have increased their chances of doing it if they were like, oh, you'll get $500 just for submitting something that's an actual project? I think that would be the stupidest thing ever because you're just blowing money on a bunch of people and you're going to have tons of people who are going to launch things that aren't valuable. It's a horrible idea. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I do. How many devs would you expect to participate in a hackathon? Brand new devs. How many projects are going to be just pixel art? It doesn't matter. It does. Because you're going to throw away a little bit of money to all these projects that are pixel art. We don't need a bunch of pixel art. So you could limit it if you're concerned about just having NFT copies being made. Great. You could do that. Um, but even if you didn't... You have, what, 20 devs that sign up for the hackathon? You could have more than that. Say, say 20. Okay. Because if Cash Tokens did a hackathon, I don't think it's going to get a gigantic... Like, you're not going to get 500 people signing up. Yeah. Because if you look at Dora Hacks, you know, all these EVM ones, they don't get 500 people signing up. Yeah. Some, some of the popular ones get 100, 200 at most. Yeah. So a Cash Tokens one, you're not looking at 100 people. Yeah. You're probably going to get it way less. Yes. So if you get 20 people that sign up, they learn UTXO, mm-hmm. and now they know how to deploy contracts on UTXO mm-hmm. once it's done and finished, even if they do NFT copies. But now they know. So now they have the skills to launch something on cash tokens, and they can look but at they it. they don't. They, they go through the whole process of doing it and understanding, because you have to... They open up cash ninjas, they copy-paste, and all they do is switch their art. That's not learning skills. I'm sorry. You still have to do the full build transaction and everything on the website side that's going to take some work to set up it is way more complicated than evm in terms of coding because you have to like basically build the entire transaction you're not just relying on a contract to just do the calculations my point just being that since they're exposed to cash tokens and how it works once the hackathon is over they can 
now look at the scene and be like, oh, look, cash tokens on BCH has, this is how you do it. And the ecosystem is miss- missing X, Y, Z, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so new, it doesn't have a lot of stuff. Yeah. So you're equipping devs. So you're drawing devs and equipping them with the knowledge to release on cash tokens. And some of them might stick around to release things because they see, you know, a gap in the market. They can look in EVM and look at all these projects and be like, hey, cash tokens is new and I'm one of the few people that knows how to release on it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should pick one of these and launch it. Sure, but they would have done that just from learning and developing, trying to win the bounty already. Right, but they don't know cash tokens, how to use UTXO. So why would they release something on it? if they're not guaranteed some sort of prize. Like, you don't just give away the money to anybody. You, you'd have people that would look at it to make sure it's a real project and it's not just literally a copy-paste of Cash Ninjas. Yeah. But the, the point is to get people looking at cash tokens. Yes. That's the entire reason you're doing a hackathon. Yeah. I just... The whole point is to get quality projects. I disagree. <laughs> the whole point is to get people looking at cash tokens. Yes, but... You want quality projects, mm-hmm. but, you know, if, if you're... I mean, saying 500 bucks is just... It's a random number. Yeah. So, myself, I know EVM side, and if I saw a hackathon pop up for some new coding language, would I even consider joining a hackathon for it? No, not a chance. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. I don't know how to use it. There's no doc- barely any documentation out That's for it. That's why I said you wouldn't do it unless until there was documentation and video examples and... Like, this isn't I, something that's happening right now. This would be no. something that's happening in, like, a year. Well, I could see it happening a lot sooner than that. Like, there is documentation. Yes. It's just a little hard to get through for somebody brand new. Like, I'm definitely more on the brand new side, and I'm starting to advance away from that a little bit. But if you're a dev and you've been releasing on EVM for, like, five years, then picking up with the current documentation, you can do. Yes. Like the documentation is there to learn. It's just not the easiest most accessible and that's my point is until somebody focuses on making clean documentation a hackathon shouldn't happen but once that clean documentation happens i disagree i think a hackathon uh, sooner than later would be good because at the end of the day you just want eyes on it and even if the documentation isn't great right now it is there and you want eyes Mm -hmm. because you want to grow because like cash tokens isn't changing at the fundamental level in the future yeah at least right now i mean like more documentation is being added, cash script is being upgraded, more features are being added, but like the basic level, yeah, it's not going to change, at least not drastically. Like making tokens, making NFTs, how contracts can interact to like the basic degree it can now, like that's going to be there. Yeah, People can make things with those. You don't need new documentation to do that, it just makes it a little easier. No, but things like uh, Pat working on the debugger. Yes. You know. There's core things still missing. There is, but a developer can still develop and do basic debugging. Yeah. It's just really annoying. (laughs) But you can do it. Yeah. And, yeah. But also, who has the time right now to help people in a hackathon? You have to start from somewhere. No, I know. But if somebody was to run a hackathon, like it was mentioned before that they were talking about. Who? I saw a couple of the devs talking about it in Cash Tokens okay. a while ago. as just like a weekend thingy. But the th- issue really is you have to have the devs there teaching and coaching. And it, you've only got like two, three people who know Cash Tokens. To me, that sounds like a problem that can be solved. It is, but time. It's a problem that can be solved. For example, if I get this 
contract thing going quickly, I could be part of helping people. That's very arrogant of you to say. <laughs> Why? Because you don't know enough. Like, yeah, you're figuring this stuff out, but there's still fundamentals that you struggle with or don't know. Of course, because not everybody knows everything. Exactly. But I know a lot of the fundamentals. Yes. So I could help other people at the, the basic level. Sure. But even you have gone to Matthew, for example, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, I'm having trouble with playground. I need help. No, I don't got time. Yeah. Okay. So he's been super helpful for you to go and reach out to and stuff when you have questions or mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. My biggest issue is people in the ecosystem, there's very few people who know cash tokens. Which is the reason you want eyes on it to get more people that know about cash tokens. That's the entire reason you do a hackathon. Yes. And it's going to start rocky, but you figure it out. I know. <laughs> but that's my whole thing is like somebody, someone, <laughs> someone, someone has to do it, has to create the clear documentation. Which is great. Like, that's something you want to do. Having documentation. You love documentation stuff. (laughs) You like doing it, which is great. Documentation is great. It doesn't mean you should hold back the ecosystem because the documentation isn't perfect. No. I mean, first, you need to do the flip starter to raise the money. And then somebody needs to organize it. And then somebody needs to find the coaches. And then someone needs to find the time. And then someone needs to. And someone. And someone. (laughs) Sounds like a great opportunity for. The foundation. For the foundation (laughs) to grab it and run with it. And yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think you're being a little too negative on it and trying to find reasons for it to fail. (laughs) No, 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 no. I just see a lot of potential negatives and reasons for it to fail. Which is fine because you plan for it and work around it. At the end of the day, if the hackathon gets 10 people signed up. Yeah. And... They get a couple hundred bucks just for looking and actually releasing a real project. And then yeah. you give a little prize to, you know, first, second, third or yeah. whatever. At the end of the day, you might have 10 more devs involved. It's true. You might only get three, which it's I true. think is still good because all it takes is one dev to release something good. Mm-hmm. Like Matthew, for example, and has you could been run... doing tons of stuff and yeah. he's only one guy. Yeah. Uh, Jason Dreisner has done gigantic amounts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like And Pat. and All it takes yeah. is one person to release something. And that's something like putting it on Dora Hacks where you can do it online. See, that that's the thing is I think if there's going to be a hackathon, it can't just be like a little BCH community thing. No. It has to go on something like Dora Hacks yeah. that you get outside of the BCH ecosystem. Yes. So I, I, I think it's a waste of time to do like an internal hackathon. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because the people inside are already seeing and chatting and know all the people inside. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can do a little inside coaching session, whatever, but people inside the community already can see where to find those and who they need to ask for help and blah 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 and many of those people would join if you put it on Dora Hacks anyway because you'd post it to the BCH community but you want to draw those people who aren't in BCH Mm -hmm. for sure so end of the day also because laptops running a battery yeah we'll toss this to the the BCH foundation as a potential thing. I don't know. I okay, think it's I'm really mess- valuable. I'm going to message Chibi. You're going to message right? the foundation? Okay. Right you got, you got the inside contacts. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a message. He's what probably is. too busy playing with uh, rock oh. metal music, cat music right now. <laughs> Any final words? No. Goodbye. Bitcoin cash slips up. Fancy tech and Cutting through the noise with no fear Power to the people, a new financial frontier Gone are the days of high
Everything market, Bitcoin cash leads number one is the target. A network for everyone, not just the rich. Bitcoin cash is a real deal, not a bait and switch. So come get on board, don't be ignored. Bitcoin cash, taking the lead, taking the mold. It's what we need for everyone. It's a financial dream, financial dream. Surprise! Your car seat surprise. Yeah, you like that one. Isn't that funny?